have been through a lot in four short years. Sometimes I'm like, have we only been a church for four years? Like, I think, I feel like we've been a church for like 75 sometimes because we've been through so much together in the last four years. Oh my gosh, I mean, living through so many things, you guys, like living through, like, like, not knowing where we're going to meet week to week during the pandemic to like literally being out in rainstorms. Like, I mean, there were Sundays when like there was like tents blowing over and cameras. Blowing I mean, like we I feel like there's been moments where we just oh, my gosh, just so much. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for letting us survive that and still love each other so much. <laughs> It was all good, um, but it's so exciting. There, it just, I remember during the pandemic, there was a leadership team meeting, and I remember just saying, God is such an all-at-once God. Sometimes it's like you can be going through it and going through it and going through it, and then all at once, something changes. And it's like you don't know when that's going to be. You don't know when that moment is going to come. All you can do is just prepare for it and do the best you can. And all at once, we were, you know, blessed with the opportunity to be in this building. And then all at once, we were blessed with the opportunity to have another sister church family. And so it's God sometimes like, all right, are you ready? I got something coming for you. Are you ready? Are you going to be ready? And so I think as a church, we got to be ready for whatever God has coming our way. And um, I just speaking of, you know, all the different the difficult things that we've gone through together as a church, you know, I think sometimes it can be really easy to to like get stuck in that mindset of living through the hard times, always going through the hard time. And I think trauma just has a way sometimes of getting your mind in the place to just stay safe. Right. Sometimes you're just like, we just got to survive. We just got to make it. We just got to like, you know, just enough, just enough for today. And um, I don't think God wants us to stay in that forever. Sometimes we got to go through it. Sometimes we got to feel hard things. It grows us. It stretches us. It's good for us. It stinks. I hate pain. I hate going through hard things. But it's so good for us because it grows us, right? But we're not supposed to stay there. We're not supposed to stay in that place. If we stay, if we stay in survival mode, we end up getting protectionist. I want to just hover around and protect what's mine. You know, we can get insular. We just start looking inside. I got to survive because I just need what I, I just have to do what I need to do to survive right now. And that is not the place we're in anymore as a church. Okay, we are in a, a really exciting place. We we finally have a safe, warm home. We're not wandering the desert or you know the floods anymore. <laughs> We're not wandering those anymore. We've taken our time with this amazing space and we've like renovated it. It's so beautiful. I'm so proud of it. It's us now. It's exciting and fun. Um, but guys, we just I think we've got to as a church now move into the new season of thriving, because survival habits aren't going to take us into that thriving season. So we've got to make some new habits if we want to thrive and grow as a church. And so now I think it's time to refocus on why we have this home, on why we've been given these opportunities with a new sister church in a new location. Yes, it is for us, but it's also for the people who are yet to come. 
because what's the point of having these awesome, cool kids' rooms if it stops when our kids grow up? And what's the point of getting these awesome donuts and coffee and beautiful things ready every Sunday morning if there's no guests to share it with? You guys don't buy your home just for yourself. You guys buy your home dreaming about the people that you're going to host there, right? Dreaming about the parties you're going to have there. Dreaming about the things you're going to do with your kids there. Dreaming about the parties your kids are going to have, hopefully the good kind. You know, the kind where they invite their friends over and watch good movies, you know. Um, But, you know, we dream about those things, right? And that's what we dreamed about for this space. Yes, I think we needed to heal for a little bit and just be like, (sighs) breathe out. We're not wandering anymore. But it's time to move forward because, yes, this is a safe haven, right? It's a safe haven for people who are hurting. And for, we want it to be a safe haven for people who are out there who need a safe haven. But it's also supposed to be an outpost for the believers in this place. And the difference between a safe haven and an outpost is, you know, this place can be both things, but for you... And for me, when we've been here for long enough, the purpose has to shift. The purpose has to shift. Because a safe haven is a place where you can come, you can be healed, you can find community, you can find safety. But then on the other hand, it's an outpost because you come here every week once you've been healed and whole. You come here, you get filled up, you, re- you restock your spiritual weapons, right? Like we're not going out to like fight humans or anything. But we always say we go out to fight, you know, a spiritual battle is what the enemy is doing in people's lives around us. You know, that old song I, I got, well, it's not just a song. It's, we used to sing it in my old youth camp, but it's also a verse. It talks about we have our feet shod with the preparation of peace. We have our sword of spirit, our shield of faith, our helmet of salvation. We put on all those things every day. Every Sunday we get to get refilled. We get to get strength. We get to get our, more of our weapons so we can go out and fight the battles that God put before us. So we can go out there and we can help rescue more people. So we can go out and we can help love more people. It's supposed to be an outpost. We're not just supposed to come in here and stay inside these walls. And in fact, Jesus' last commission for us was, that you guys are going to be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And, and that's our commission, too, is to be his witnesses in Tustin and Irvine and North O.C. and to the ends of California. <laughs> that's us. That's our mission. And so I think sometimes it takes greater faith. Taka said this last week, but I think it takes greater faith to go forward after you've been knocked down than it does to try without having yet felt the fall. And so I think for some of us, it's going to take greater faith to go, okay, I'm going to get out of this insular mindset, and it's time now for me to change my role for this place. It's now my outpost because I'm going out, and I'm going to do the work of God. Um, So it just reminds me of my daughter, Brooklyn, and she used to, she really wanted to do ice skating when she was little. And if you guys have met my daughter, she's like, so skinny, like real thin, okay? Like real, real thin. And when she wanted to go ice skating, I was like, should I like put pads all over her body? Because like if she falls, like something's going to snap. Like she's going to break. She's, there's no padding anywhere around those little bones. And so I, she was like, I'll be fine, mom. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. 
So she went out there, and God bless her, she is not the most coordinated child there ever was. And I can say that because, unfortunately, I gave that to her. Like, that's because of me. And so (laughs) she went in, she did her little ice skating lessons, and poor child, I mean, she, like, within the first couple minutes, she, like, crashed and she was like hit her knees pretty hard and I was like oh I hope she's okay well she she got back up and she was fine and then like literally two minutes later she fell in a different place and she like fell on her on her bottom and then she like two minutes later she fell in another place I'm telling you by the end of this first lesson the child fell at least 20 times on on ice and there's no padding on her okay (laughs) and so I like the first few times I'm going okay, we're going to have to pack everything up and go home because she's going to come up here crying any minute, like, Mom, this hurts too much. I don't think I can do it. But she was teaching me that day because every time she fell, she just kept getting back up, and she was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get this. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to let this stop me. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this child's blowing me away. She's teaching me lessons right now about how not to just pack up my bag and mail it in. She's like, no, Mom, we got to keep going. We got to keep trying. We don't just give up when things get hard. We don't just give up when we get a few bruises. You get back up until you get it. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, okay. And so I think sometimes as a church, that's what we got to do. We get some bruises, and not just even as a church, as people. We get some bruises. We fall down. We get hurt, and we just try to pack it up and mail it in, and we're like, well, this is too hard, right? (laughs) This is too much. This is too painful. I don't know if I can do it. But I really think God is calling us to a new place and out of that lack mentality. And sometimes that lack mentality is like, well, I can't do this anymore because fill in the blank, right? Or that's probably not going to work, so I'm not even going to try it. Or we'll say, well, that's just too hard for us, or we don't have what it takes for that. And some of us were like, I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm just real tired from life. Sometimes it knocks us down. But that mentality, it steals your ability to dream again. It steals your ability to take risks. It steals your ability to fulfill your calling. And so I just want to encourage you today, church, to not let a few knockdowns steal your calling. Don't let a few knockdowns, even for us as a church, steal our calling to reach this place. Let's not get insular. We want to live with a faith mentality to begin asking for the impossible with God and especially for God because in him all things, all things are possible. And sometimes I forget that that verse. In him, all things are possible. I'm going to take a drink real quick. So I'm going to expound on that. But, you know, I was actually just talking with someone the other day. Actually, I was having a meeting with Carrie and uh, Duke and Aaron. We were talking about prayer. And she really inspires me. If you guys don't know Carrie Nissenbaum, you need to know her. She's great. But she said this line to me and it really stuck with me and she said God can't answer the prayers that you don't pray he can't answer the prayers that you don't pray so why are, why are we praying them and so I think I, just to expound on that he also doesn't rescue the people that he sent you to help rescue without you 
He may just have ordained you to be in the place that you are because you're supposed to be there. He, you are part of his plan. You are part of his plan. And he's, I think God is so many times just going, if I put Trisha here, I know that she won't walk by. I know that she won't be like the priests in the story of the Good Samaritan. She will stop. I'm going to put Michelle over here because I know Michelle is not going to walk by those people. She's going to stop and she's going to help. I know that I'm going to put Fernando there because he knows that that person needs to be encouraged today. And I know he won't stop. He won't walk by. He's going to stop. He'll encourage them. He'll invite them into the story of Jesus. We can never miss an opportunity. And so this is the way God set the system up. It's for you to be a part of it. You are an activating agent. And what do I mean by that? Okay, so how many of you have ever dyed your hair, like a home dye kit? Anyone? Okay, so this is another thing I did with my kids, okay? Um, so my daughter loves to put, like, wild, funky colors in her hair, and she always asks me to help her. I don't know why, because I really should not be doing that. I'm not skilled in this in any way, shape, or form, but that's besides the point. So um, she, so what you do in order, I guess, to get this hair dye, the color that you want it is, you buy, like, the color itself, and then you buy an activating agent. And so we, like, opened the box. I put the, like, little goop in the, like, like bowl, for lack of a better words. And you look at it, and you're like, she wanted to dye her hair purple, but this is yellow. And I'm, like, staring at it, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This is not going to be able to turn her hair yellow. And then you read the instructions, and it says, no, you have to have an activating agent for it to turn purple. And so you get this other little activating agent, and you pour it into the little bowl. And it, you wait a little minute, and you, you like, let it do its work. And then it turns purple, and you're like, it's like magic, right? Wow, this is so cool. But it doesn't turn that color without the activating agent. And that's what you guys are. You guys are the activating agents in God's plan. There's things there that need to change. There's people's lives around you that need to change. But if you don't step in as his activating agent, as the person he's sending to people, or praying for people, then it doesn't change. He needs you. You're part of it. You are part of it. And so, church, we're not here just for business as usual anymore because I think if we're not believing for the impossible, if we're not moving towards the impossible, then we're actually neglecting one of our core values, which is to live by faith. That means believing for what we don't yet see. We're going to step in to something that isn't already good, and we're going to be an activating agent. We're going to have faith that God is going to do things. When we put ourselves there, it's going to work its magic, right? Not magic. God's going to do his thing. He's going to work on hearts, and things will change. And so, God help us as a church, if we're not putting every last dime in our bank account, taking every opportunity to stop and pray with people, to ask people if they need help, and to reach people. It's time for us to be activated. And I'm going to talk in a little bit about some ways we can do that. But I think some of us need to go back to what we first believed. 
and it's time to shed the lack mentality that some of us have have gained. I think it's been a lot of us, especially in the COVID area, we've we can get into that lack mentality and that survival mentality. And it's time to start believing big again. But this time, I think we're in a better place because I think it's a more mature faith that we have now because we're wounded healers in a way, if that makes sense. Have you guys ever heard of the term, we're wounded healers? That means that because we've been wounded, because we've been through some pain, that means we're going to be more compassionate. That means we're going to know what it's like when other people are going through hard times. And we're going to be able to offer just a place, a shoulder to cry on. We're going to be able to offer what we needed in the moments when we were going through a really hard time. We're going to be more nuanced because we know that uh, God doesn't always just do exactly what we ask him to do. He does things his own way. (laughs) Sometimes we got to learn to trust him in the middle of that. And so even when things aren't going our way, we know that we can still trust God because we've been there. We've, we've been there. We've trusted God when things were really hard and they made no sense. And on the other side, we see the blessing. We see the goodness. We see all the things that are happening. We're wiser now. We're gentler now. And so we're in a great place to be able to truly love people well, to make a bigger impact. I'd say we're just in a better position because we've been refined by the fires, Right? A lot of us have been refined by the fires of pain. And so we're in a great place to experience resurrection power because you can't resurrect what hasn't first died. And so I don't know about you, but if you're feeling even just like there's maybe a part of you that has died or a dream or a passion or a relationship where there's, there's just things in you that felt like they've died. And some of you are going, oh, I resonate right now with that. And there were times that I felt like, did Voice Church die in the middle of our, of our pandemic, you know? And uh, that just means that you're in a great place for a miracle. You're in a great place for God to do something spectacular in your life. Because I know that he wants to enter into our situations and say, if you just hand it over to me, if you just give me those broken places, if you give me that pain, if you let it die, I'll resurrect it. And I'll make it into something better than you could have ever dreamed or planned or imagined. But you got to hand it over to me. All right, so as a church, how can we be a part of resurrecting what's going on in our community? So we're going to give you guys several opportunities that you can intentionally lead your heart towards Jesus and his resurrection power. And one of those is, we talked about at the beginning of this service, but we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to bathe our lives in prayer. We need to bathe every single situation in prayer that we are walking through. And so we're going to be doing something called the 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you can fast food if you'd like to. Some people, um, some people feel equipped to do that. Just talk to me before you do that so we can talk about how to do that safely. But you can also fast other things. Fasting just means you give something up for that time. So you could give up social media. You could give up 
watching Netflix. You could give up whatever it is that you know would keep you from taking time to pray and spend time with God. And then you replace that with a time of prayer. And so we're actually going to have a couple of focuses for you guys uh, throughout the, the week. We'll be posting them on social media. And it's just a very simple way. You don't have to use just those focuses. It's just an opportunity for you to stop during your day and take some time and pray. And so there, we're giving you a couple things you can pray about. Um, you can do that, or you can do both. You can do one, you can do the other. It doesn't matter to me. But the whole goal is to get our hearts resurrected again, to ignite our spirits, and to get us believing for great things again. It's just a new focus, a focus on believing that God is going to do something amazing in ourselves and in our community. Another way that we're going to do that is through Easter invitations. I know it's a very silly little simple thing, but we're just going to ask you guys to prayerfully consider maybe five people in your life who you know could use some resurrection power in their situation and invite them to come to Easter Sunday. Invite them because we're going to be talking about the amazing resurrection of Jesus Christ who has done everything for us who has turned our lives around, who has saved us from so many things. And I know that there are people in your life that you know that need that. And so if you can think of five people, and if you can't think of five people that you know, maybe commit to just putting them out at your workplace so people can take them. So maybe everyone you know already knows Jesus. I don't know. But if, they, if that's the case, think about a place that maybe you could drop them off or bring them to your favorite coffee shop. Um, we're just asking for you to prayerfully consider that. Um, and they're going to be on the way. As you exit, there's going to be Easter invitations on a little black table at each of these exit doors. They're on the tables in the lobby. They're going to be at the Next Steps booth. They're going to be all over the place. But we just encourage you to believe, again, that God can use you to impact somebody else's story. And so let that be an opportunity to meet your neighbor or meet your, talk to your coworker about how God's changed your life. And take that invitation. Don't say no for someone. All right. And then the last thing is, uh, Eric talked about it just a little bit, but we're going to serve our city at the Tustin Easter Egg Hunt. And that is such a fun opportunity to meet people that we've never met before. It's really just an opportunity to go out there. And we're literally, we, it's kind of simple. We just play a game with little kids and we give them a, a treat. Like nobody loses. <laughs> Everybody wins a prize. And there's a little Easter invitation on it. And we just get the chance to talk to people who we've never met before and probably would never meet outside of this circumstance. And we get to show the love of God. And hopefully they'll see in us how fun God is, right? That God is fun. He's full of joy. He's full of love. And we're going to give them like, we don't just give out like a, a chintzy little prize. Like we give out good ones. Like we spent, we like drop some cash because we want the kids to be like, oh yeah, like this is church. Church is cool. You know, we want them to know God is fun. And so if you want to have an opportunity to meet some people you'd never meet outside of wherever you live, work, play, there's a great opportunity to do that. And so, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, we would love for you to be a part of that. So um, that's happening just the day before Easter. And so if you want to be part of that, just email me, just natalie at voice.church, and I would love to get you guys connected to that. So as we close, I just want each of us to just consider for a moment just 
whether there's anything in our own life that needs resurrecting, um, whether that's maybe, like I said, a dream, maybe there's a passion that you, you felt passionate about something and for whatever reason you let it go or you couldn't do it for a while and you're going, something's stirring inside of you and you're going, I think I need to pick that up again. I think I need to start doing that again. Um, maybe there's a relationship that got cut off for you during the pandemic that you're going, I think it's time to heal that relationship. I think it's time. Um, and not if it was toxic. Sometimes some of those just exit for good reasons, okay? So <laughs> evaluate. But, you know, sometimes there's good ones that end. And maybe we need to apologize or do something in our life to go, maybe it's time to resurrect that relationship. And for some of us, it's, it's even just hope itself. I think some of us, we, we get knocked down. We've gotten beat up, and we go, I've just quit hoping because I just, I just take life as it comes now because it's just so hard, and I'm tired of fighting. And I think God is saying this morning, I don't want you to quit hoping. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm not going anywhere. We're going to get through this together, and you can hope again. You can hope again. And I think some of us also need to ask ourselves, is there anything that actually needs to die so that it can be raised to new life? Maybe we need to start the process, some of us, right? And say, God, I want your will to be done in my life, and so I'm going to trust you with it. I'm going to stop holding on to things that you weren't wanting me to hold on to. So some of us need to die to our own plans that we've been pushing forward, maybe that we haven't even asked God about. Maybe we have some sin in our life that we know is not taking us where we want to be. We know it's been holding us back. Some of us, we need to die to having control over everything and every person in our life. We need to die to that. Some of us need to die to fear. We need to let fear go. Because God is saying, fear is not taking you to a place of hope. Some of us, maybe that relationship thing is for you on this side, right? Maybe some of you have a, a relationship that you need to, you know is taking you to bad places. And, you're, and you go, maybe that relationship does need to have an ending, okay? And so I think some of us need to just spend some time with God and know that we can trust that whatever we hand over to him, he never, ever neglects our sacrifice. Never. He can be trusted. He can be trusted with our sacrifice. Whatever we put down in front of him, he doesn't ignore it. He doesn't look past it. He sees it and he says, I'll raise you one. Thank you for your ashes. I'm turning it into something beautiful. Thank you for your mourning. I'm going to turn it into joy, and I'm going to turn it into purpose. Thank you for giving me that plan. I'm going to give you something way better than you ever imagined. And so I think God wants to do some resurrecting in us. He wants to do some resurrecting in us as people, and he wants to do some resurrecting as a church. And so I'm going to have some prayer teams come forward. Prayer teams, if you want to head over here, we're going to have um, just a time during this worship session just where you guys can connect. If you need someone to pray with, 
um, just to walk through some things that you might be going through, some things that need to either die or be resurrected. But also I want to just take a moment and say, if you have never connected with Jesus as, as your Lord and Savior, and you're going, I feel like maybe today is the day that I say, I'm going to give you my life and trust that you're going to make something really beautiful out of it. And if that's you and you need to do that, please, we want you to be able to have a moment to pray. They, these ladies will love to walk you through what that means. We'd love to tell you about Jesus, walk you through that, give you a Bible, care for you. We want to be there with you. So whatever this means for you in this next season, would you just take this moment as we go into worship and ask God what he wants to do in you and through you. And so uh, let's go ahead. I'm going to pray and then let's worship. Jesus, I just thank you that, Lord, you see everything in our life. There's not a single thing that we've been through that you don't see, that you don't know about. There's not a single moment that you're not able to resurrect. There's not a single thing that you can't say, I will do you one better. You are a good, good God. And you love people so much. And so God, we just, we're going to take this time and just seek your presence and seek your will. In Jesus' name.